listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Part 2. In the Lion's Den. Chapter 5. The Plantation. Colonash. At the gates of Sweet Meadows, I have the barrels of two rifles aimed at my heart. The sun bounces off the rims of these intimidating cylinders as I stare back at the jittery cats holding them. Hold on, boy. The meanest one growls. Drop your irons, lions, I declare. I am here to see Dashington. I freely allow defiance to creep into my voice, even as I mimic their accents. He's expecting me with great anticipation, and if you waylay this boy any further, he's going to have you licking every crevice of his dusty wine cellar. One of them looks furious immediately and hoists the rifle higher to aim at my head. The other isn't so sure. I stared at them both and croon. I have an artifact he bade me find for his collection. You shoot me, you'd better be damn sure you can explain why you deprived him of the further services of the champ. All right, says the uncertain guard. I recognize you now. My companion will go and inform him. He urges his partner to lower his gun as I smile. Good boy. Heal. Ever so slowly, the angry one turns and storms off to the big house in the distance. You speak good, Albies, says the other, his rifle now by his side. I travel far and wide, I reply. I don't just barge into places, not speaking the language, and take what I want. Helps if you know how to ask for it first. We stand for a while as I find myself looking through the bars into the orchards beyond. I can make out cats of many kinds, picking fruit and loading it into crates to be dried sent to the nearby docks and shipped to Albion. The only species not picking fruit are the lions who patrol the tree-lined avenues, hefting whips. Eventually the moron returns and I am led down the white pebble pathway to the house, a magnificently appointed edifice I know from the several times I have stepped inside its walls. Not enough to be familiar with the guards, but enough to know the smell. Certainty. I step into the collecting hall, which is decorated in ivory white, spick and span with a high ceiling. From above, a clockwork contraption spins wide wooden blades to circulate the air in what would otherwise be stifling heat. All around are glass cases with antique weaponry and stuffed creatures of previously deadly capability. I pace sideways, inspecting everything I can, wrapped with fascination. In a colossal dry aquarium besides the eagle bear frozen in time, rearing up to attack, I spot my favorite, an immense saw-toothed black fish, resplendent of a shark, but so much more fearsome. He was maybe five centuries old before they hunted and killed him. 
I always like to think it's one of the offspring of the widow beneath the waves, and that, to this day, she roams the Atlantean Sea, searching for ships to wreak her maternal revenge upon for the loss of this treasured young one. Around my lower paws, a pair of spotted dogs rush over to greet me. I bend and scritch behind their ears. Hello, Grasper. Hello, Keeper. I mutter as their happy faces lap at my paws. The head maid rushes in after them and they barrel off away from her down the hall to find a spot each upon the marble floor to begin their squat and deposit a new turd for the grand collection. Sir Dashington is lounging in his study when I'm shown in. He's wide and languorous, with a ginger mane and a white, spotless suit. Across from him sits a tall, lean lion, his own mane in a graying ponytail, a set of cold spectacles balanced upon his nose, regarding me. Ah, Mr. Nash, welcome to Sweet Meadows this fine afternoon. May I offer you some tea? Dashington gestures to the already prepared tall glasses, held aloft by a panther girl. Beaded condensation coats the outside, and I take one and lap at it, perching on the offered seat. This is Dr. Carstairs. Dashington indicates the ponytail, his vocal tone rich and oily. Carstairs, you may remember this panther as the heavyweight champion of Leonidas. Of the world, I correct. Of course, of the world. Oh, yes. The boxing rings. Carstairs exclaims frostily. Never saw any of those fights myself. Ghastly rough business. And now somehow you deal in antiquities. I'm a fighter, a finder, riddle unwinder. I'll get the job done and you'll need no reminder. I proffer my glass and salute with a gracious nod of my head. I told you he was a card? Yes, very witty. I fish out the statuette of Zura, still wrapped in its cloth, undamaged over the long trek back here. Oh, splendid, yes. Look at her, Carstairs. She is lovely, says Dashington, inspecting his prize, running a pad over the blank, red, multifaceted face. They are lovely. Yes, they, quite. Exquisite, indeed. What was our agreed-upon price? For the value of this one? Nothing short of a new house. One of those you're setting up over the bay. That's a dashed precious artifact to command such a fee. One of a kind. You won't find its equal in the entire land. Not of Zura. This one was made while the legendary artisan Greyleaf was in a holy communion with the deity themselves. An example of the truest voice of the gods, rendered in a single precious stone. Do you hear that, Carstairs? Holy communion in mineral form. And once I'm in the new house over the way, you can have me on call as long as I'm still doing this. <laughs> Dashington laughs softly and regards me turning Zura over in his paws. With enough rewards, you won't have any call to now, will you? You'll wind up subcontracting every job I give you while you suckle at the teats of luxury living. He sets down the statuette upon the table between us, carefully, still not having officially taken receipt of it. But perhaps you might like a place down the road at the east end of Leon Vale. They're not built yet, but we can certainly reserve you one while you're hunting a few more dainty relics. 
Then you can retire and live like a veritable king. Ah, you see, Sir Dash, I did have my eye, very specifically, on the fine examples across the bay. I begin and watch the knight attempt to contain his squirm. As I understand it, a lot of wealthy lions coming direct from Albion will soon be moving into those. They would, of course, be my new neighbors. Yes, which is why we wanted to get you set up with other cats, whom we like to give our special treatment to. That way you'd be with your own kind. Hmm. I begin reaching for Zura casually. Dashington clamps his paws down upon the base, extends his claws, and a growl escapes his throat. Too late, he realizes the instinct I have drawn out of him, weakening his bargaining posture. I grin slyly. What's the biggest house in development in Leonvale? I can inquire, and we would probably be able to secure it for you, if... I leave my paw on the desk and cock my head. The doctor shifts slightly in his chair. The drinks the panther girl is holding tremble audibly. If... If you can look into one more rather substantial little find for us. I retract my grasp and take another lapping sip. And here I was hoping for a nice long rest. I lie. Well, the good houses shan't be built for many, uh, tomorrows, so you have time to go and locate this. And he lets this last syllable slither. Trifle. God. The doctor says to the knight, Mr. Nash, may we cease this infernal willy-waving? You can wave anything in my direction, long as you don't mind it getting bit. Then let us wave this instead. Have you ever heard of the Cloudbreaker? To my credit, I hold my reaction in check and none of my sudden massive spike of excitement, nor my burgeoning incredulity, registers. Of course. You're talking to a master of antiquities, arcane religious practices and languages and histories. A known former expertise in ancient archaeology, civilizations of mythical technology. And I first heard about the Cloudbreaker when I was not much bigger than them. I indicate the statuette. Dashington is still gripping. But do you know if the artifact truly exists? He inquires, craning forward. Well, what do you two know of it? I ask, sitting back and regarding them. Dr. Carstairs retrieves a hide scroll from a pile of papers on the desk and unfurls it. I see a vast, intricate tableau upon the scroll. It is the scene of an almighty battle. Around the outside are nations of lions from what looks like the late Scarnarian period. Their weapons are crafted from bronze and of designs not used for generations. All of them are quailing in terror at the figure marked in the center. He is a Smilodon, clearly in the garb of a great warrior. He's holding his paw aloft as beams of light erupt from an ornate, heavy, gauntlet with a gem inset in the back. The army of lions are being struck down by the iridescence and there is a fierce joy in the Smilodon's eyes as well as that of the assembled group of cats behind him and further behind them from the gathered clouds. The godlike face of an almighty saber-tooth 
the lightning titan, roaring out a hurricane to lay down all who stand before his champion. This is what we know, says Dashington. Until what we believe was just over a thousand years ago, our forefathers ruled this continent and all other ancient tribes served under them. Mm-hmm, right up until the Sumerians chased you all across the sea. I take it this is a picture of that, or at least the beginning of that. That's what we think too. Apparently, for a time, this place was contested between our ancestors, who worshipped Scarin, and those who rallied to the banners of the Sumerians. Yeah, yeah, the god of lions versus the god of great tigers. I stand and inspect the image closely. Looks like your great-great-great-great-grandpappy lions lost. Big time. Well, only because it was stolen from our people by the Sumerians. And they're extinct now, so it would appear we won the lasting victory. And you just want this impossibly priceless legendary artifact for your little collection out there? I ask, innocently regarding Dashington. He licks his chops and smooths his whiskers. If you could use your much-vaunted wiles and skill sets to obtain it for us, that would be most welcome. You drive a hard bargain, Mr. Nash. I admire that. And this valued piece of our history would, I shall admit old pride of place in my collection. So well worth a house across the bay. I'll see what I can do. For this, you will. I know legends and stories of the Cloudbreaker, also known as the Paw of the Fire Lion, the Earthshaker, spoken of in the Lamentations of Tibius. Some say whoever wore it could summon the god Samar himself, to rally with their forces. That's the, uh, toothy guy here. I tap the roaring, enormous face in the clouds with a pad. After the exodus of the lions, it was said the Cloudbreaker dwelled in the Temple of Bast. It was before the city of Bastarian was founded. But then it was stolen and moved west. Who were the thieves? Carstairs demands. I'm just quietly thrilled the two of them buy into the idea of this ornament actually containing the power of the gods. It makes this so much more of a tasty sale. Whoever it was, they kept quiet about it. The gauntlet changed paws as it moved, and there were many who guarded it on its journey. All I know is that the trail starts in that city, and I'm going to need to find a very specific keystone artifact to follow it. I have the intrigue of Dr. Carstairs. And the artifact is called? I pause and dance around him. I think I'd like my house to be atop that tall mountainous area, I say, indicating out of the window. That way I can preside above the Albion lions who shall know that they live in my shadow. Anything. The night is hooked. The key is called the Cicerone. I finally begin to reel him in. It was said to be able to point the way to the resting place of the Cloudbreaker. That's what I'll be looking for in Bastarian. Oh, jolly good show. This all sounds wonderful. Use every one of your contacts and scour the ancient world until you find its cradle. Just bring me that glove, Mr. Nash. You shall set off at once, and Carstairs here will of course be accompanying you. No, he won't. It would be better for... I work alone. Maximus didn't. Maximus is retired. 
But on top of that, if I'm in Bastarian and there's a lion snooping around with me, it's going to be that much tougher to get any help from the locals. You are tolerated there, but you're not welcome. You're Imperial Majesties. I straighten up and raise myself from the chair. You stay here and drink your tea, Doc. I'll go get you that super rare trinket. If that is your final decision, we shall abide by it, says the knight stiffly. Be careful, Mr. Nash. Others have been looking for the Cloudbreaker for a long time. You may meet some dangerous cats along the way. Not a one of them could possibly be as dangerous as me. I assure the pair of posh fools. You start getting that house warmed up for me because I will want to relax and watch over my dominion when I return. As I leave, I feel a slight pang of unease. Why did they seem to know more about the power of this thing than they were letting on? Listening to episode 5 of Panther Soul, The Plantation. Written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Guards, performed by Vinay P. Neriani and Hunter Mulcair. Sir Dashington, performed by James Batchelor. Dr. Carstairs, performed by Jesse Ferguson. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panthersoul theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Saltmarsh, Antiquarian Study, Meltwater Loch, and Shaman's Hollow, Ambience, from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, Johan Clayson, Joe G, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Matthew A. Siebert, Matthew Webb, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skills Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panther Soul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon, 
and get access to all the new Century ebooks and audiobooks.